Hey, hello, and welcome to the show. It is time for Show and Tell. It's me, John Park, and I'm filling in for Lady Ada and Mr. Lady Ada. And, oh, I've got an echo in my, in my earphone. Let me turn that off. Uh, so I can see much better with these. Did you know that's how that works? Uh, thanks for stopping by. Uh, I see there's some people hanging out over in the live broadcast chat on Discord. So hello to you and some people over in YouTube. Uh, we're getting some questions in over in the chat. So that's fantastic. We're going to spend the next uh, 29 minutes, 30 seconds together uh, until... 5 o'clock Pacific time, 8 o'clock Eastern time, at which point there's going to be an Ask an Engineer show with Lady Ada and Mr. Lady Ada. Uh, so I'll say hey to Melissa and Johnny Bergdahl, Janisku7, OK, you're on, Steve, Todd Bot, hello, hello. And uh, over in YouTube land, uh, Eliza, hello, welcome, Mark, nice to see you. Uh, Mark asks, am I the April Fool? Oh, is it April Fool's Day in, in wherever you are? It's not yet here in, in California, so um, we'll find out. We'll see. I have a show tomorrow, too, and I'm not quite sure, but uh, maybe, maybe I'll do something foolish. Probably. Uh, so the first uh, thing I wanted to get to, actually, show and tell, a lot of you know our friend Bill Binko from these show and tells, and Bill is also uh, very involved with AT Makers, runs AT Makers, which is an assistive technology group that helps a lot of people with a lot of great technology. He often comes on and shows uh, devices, assistive technology devices. Um, Bill wanted us to share with you that he uh, contracted COVID uh, and has a form of COVID pneumonia. Uh, and he's been in the hospital. He's, he's gotten pretty sick. Uh, he, he actually was able to uh, he's feeling a little bit better today and was able to share a video with us, uh, and I wanted to just play a couple of minutes of that, so let me run this uh, first. So here's Bill. Hi, folks. It's Bill. I probably will not be talking much <clears throat> because I probably have 50 or 60 words, but I wanted to thank everybody um, for well, everybody who reached out on praying for me, on <clears throat> wishing me well and on uh, hoping things go well going forward. I will tell you, it has been a very good day. It has been the first good day at the hospital. Really. Yeah, it's been the first good day at the hospital. Um, <clears throat> I am uh, I'm still short of breath, obviously. I have probably... I don't know, 10% of my lung capacity, <coughs> but I am, um, today is the first day where I haven't had enough energy and control and mental capacity and lack of anxiety to be working on my own behalf. Before now, all those things added up to, I was not making progress. And today we, we made a ton. I'm, I'm up, I have a green shirt on. This is fabulous, okay? Um, the oxygen is down a little bit, not as much as we would like. My saturations are still good. I am um, feeling better. Not, I don't put a percentage, just better than I have been. And really I think it's probably safe to say that 
the likelihood of me having a long recovery on oxygen at home is really high because I still have nowhere near enough energy being made to, you know, walk down the hallway. Um, but I do have enough to talk. I have enough to be on um, FaceTime or here on Facebook um, for a few minutes, which is huge compared to where I was. Uh, so obviously we're all wishing Bill a fast and thorough recovery. It might not be a fast one from what he's saying, but he's also uh, said that he's going to share a lot of information about uh, the process and the things he's gone through. He's uh, the, uh, the, the uh, commensurate engineer that he is, uh, or uh, uh, exemplary engineer that he is. He's going he's gonna to share a lot of info with us. Uh, okay, so moving forward, uh, I wanted to bring on our first shower and teller. We actually have uh, Kevin from DigiKey. Hey, Kevin. Hey, JP. How are you doing? Away Good. Nice to see you. Can see it. This one didn't work. <laughs> first off, I uh, want to let Bill know that everybody, myself and everybody at DigiKey wishes him the best. And, Wonderful. You know, Thank you. Take it easy, and we're all rooting for you, Bill. Yep. So on to other news. Uh, this is my daughter, Lydia. Hi. Lydia. She Thanks had a science project that she recently did. So I'd like to just share a quick little video. Last week, Lamore gave us uh, some advice on it. Thanks, by the way. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, cool. Um, so the only problem with this is the size proportions are very off, given that the Earth can fit in the sun 8 million times. And <laughs> yeah. That's really cool. So you've, uh, can you tell us a little bit about how you've got this movie? Because it's it's uh, really a beautiful build with no real visible wires or anything. Are, are things kind of wrapped around that stick there and kind of hidden away? Um, yes, there are a few motors, um, a few wires going to the smaller motor under the earth and moon and the bigger motor is in the sun. And Lamore's advice last right. week was? to put the motor and the battery in the sun. So there's no well, wires wrapping around. You did a great job. The prototype, the, the servo was on the black board and we flipped it upside down and put a battery pack in the sun. Oh, so now right. there's no wires. That's terrific. Uh, also, it looks like from that shadow that gets cast uh, you, you and from your diagram there, you could probably do some cool eclipse type of stuff with flashlights and see where shadows hit at different times of day and, and so on. Yeah, yeah. Really cool. and this is being powered with uh, a Feather RP2040, which there's not a lot of them out there right now, but I was lucky enough to get my hands on one. And we did some CircuitPython, just simple servo coding with CircuitPython. Oh, that's great. Yeah, really nicely done. Thank you, Lydia. Thanks for bringing that on. Very cool. Uh, nice to see the the advanced version, your your uh, revision on this. And, uh, yeah, and have you have you shared this uh, with? The, uh, the class for school, this was a school project or a science um, school project? I had to leave early the day that we present, we showed everybody this. So I haven't shown my class, but it is in my classroom. Which is why oh. we don't have it here. Yeah. Ah, I get it. That Hence the movie. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. Well, thank you. Uh, we loved seeing it and uh, loved seeing you uh, work through some different stages of it. Very cool project. Thank you. All right. Thanks a lot, JP. Take Bye. care, everybody. All right, uh, next up, we have got our good friend, Brent. 
who I believe we wanted to have come on next. Hey, Brent. Hi, John. Um, to Bill, good luck. Um, feel better. I had COVID last year, and it's really horrible. I'm still dealing with some long-term effects of it, oh, wow. and I hope that you get better soon. Um, it takes a while, but it does get progressively better. Um, so I want to show off. Uh, let me share my screen. Uh, so I'm going to share my OBS session because virtual camera is having a day. Um, <laughs> so I showed off Whippersnapper a few weeks ago. Um, as we make progress on it, I'm going to show it more and more. So JP before this actually asked me my elevator pitch for it. So Whippersnapper is a way to connect your devices that are internet connected to the internet without ever programming and to set them up and to configure its components and to send data to the internet. So if you've used Fermata before, um, it's very similar to that. So on the screen, I have some devices that I've previously connected. So I have, whoops. I have um, a Metro M4 airlift, so if I connect it, and then this time we finally have a status LED, so it connects to Wi-Fi, and then it connects to MQTT, which is Adafruit IO, and then it also sends information about what type of board it is to Adafruit IO, and it pops up that's a Metro Whoa. M4 airlift, and we can name show and tell. Yeah. And then we're on its own device page. And then from here, you can like click uh, to go to the product page or read our documentation, so it will go to a learn guide. And if you click new component, we finally started getting this a little bit more spec'd out. Um, last time I showed an LED, but this time I'm going to show a push button. So if you add a push button, you can either select one of the pins. So depending on what hardware you connect, so if you connect the Pi Portal, it will only give you the Pi Portal's available pins. Oh, mm -hmm. uh, so I'll select D0 because it's connected over here. And then you can send uh, component information on change. So like whenever the state changes or periodically. So I'll just show you this because it's a little bit nicer. So when I tap the push button, uh, the slider moves. <laughs> but also um, the way this integrates with Adafruit IO, which I didn't show last time, is every component you make from this new component selector is a feed. So you can start That's like, seeing how it integrates with Adafruit IO and really seeing like what this looks like. So eventually we're going to bring in analog components next. So analog input for mm -hmm. uh, reading voltages, reading potentiometers, um, reading analog temperature sensors, which is like the main thing people want to do with IoT. Mm -hmm. And then we'll do analog output as well, and then start bringing in sensors so people can send data to Adafruit IO without ever programming. That's really cool. The uh, integration of adding a component and A, it just added it as sort of programmatically, but also that it becomes its own feed immediately is uh, crazy fast. Yeah, like if you want to make if you want to make an LED, like here's your D13 LED, and you can just toggle it on and oh, it's not visible. You can just toggle it on and off. That's really tremendous. And then you also have your push button and the LED. So that's a short demo of what's to come. Wild, really great. Thank you for that. I love the visuals along with the uh, the elevator pitch version because now I'm starting to wrap my head around it and head blown emoji. Awesome, I'm glad. Very Thanks, cool. JP. Thanks so see much. You. We'll see you.
All right, uh, let's see. Next up we have Melissa coming on. Hey, Melissa. Hello. So I have this Apple computer here, and uh, this is the same one I showed last week. It's the 2C, but I actually have it so it's functioning now. Excellent. And so kind of it's kind of hard to see with the camera on there. Let me just see if I can get this a little closer. Uh, so I just I don't have very many much in the way of software, but this is just a system disk here. Oh, you know what? I think I can adjust the brightness. There we go. Oh, that's really great. That looks nice, and also makes me miss the days when there were knobs on the back of monitors for adjusting <laughs> exactly. <like> brightness. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so I just has. Um, a uh, ProDOS disk on here right now. And uh, what was happening was when I got it, it was just going, couldn't load ProDOS. And it turns out it was a combination of trying to clean the floppy drive inside and the disk that I had was also not good. And so we got another disk mm -hmm. and now it's working. So that was original media that you were trying to spin up in there? Uh, the, yeah. The disk. Okay, yeah. That's cool. Uh, I told you after I saw it last week that I'm super jealous because I have had my eye on those beautiful little, uh, what are they, 10-inch monochrome uh, green screen monitors? Or 9-inch? Uh, I think it's maybe it's 9-inch. Let's check with this DigiKey ruler oh, here. Oh, ooh, nice. Yeah. What's the uh, diagonal? 9-inch. 9-inch. Those are so cool. Like, uh, almost the ideal size for doing any kind of cool little cyber deck kind of thing. I mean, I mean... Look at it there. It is uh -huh. able to see. Love it. Beautiful. So congratulations on, on getting uh, past the next challenge on this thing. What's up? Uh, what's next for you with it? you have any? Uh, uh, I was actually borrowing this from my mom, and so I'm going to be giving it back to her. But... Uh -huh. Excellent. Good. I hope she puts it to good use. Yeah. Nicely done. Thanks for sharing that. No, thanks. I'm very jealous. Bye. <laughs> Bye. All right, uh, next up, we've got our good friend, Paint Your Dragon, Phil B. It's me, I'm up, okay. Hi. Um, those, those mon I hope I can find one of those little monitors someday. Oh. I have a 2C plus. Oh, you do, okay. But no monitor, you know, not one of the, the cutesy monitors for it. I've seen them in waves on eBay over the last year uh, or so. I was looking, maybe two years ago, oh. you'd see a couple, but they weren't cheap. So my hope is always to find them in a... Like a flea market or something. That's right? where I want yeah, to find right. it. Yeah, not right. not on eBay for $300. <laughs> yeah. Also, uh, sending good vibes to Bill. I hope you're feeling a little stronger each day. Thank you so much for that. I'm sure he appreciates um, so it. So I've been, let me switch cameras. I have a project in mind that I want to do. Um, it's a wearable project, and so, but I want to do a guide, so it's shareable, and it's, there's always this juggling act, like, cheap or small, cheap, small, cheap, small, you know, you can't always have, have both, um, so that's the RP2040, is, is, uh, super cheap, and something like the Itsy Bitsy is super small, um, but I noticed something on the, uh, on the Pico board, uh, here, I have a, a big a big picture of it from a hack space. Uh, down at this end of the board, none of these traces, nothing comes around the crystal and doubles back. All these traces are only going that way, and it's a it's a two layer board. Um, and I, it occurred to me, you know, you, you could just cut the end off the board and have something about the same length as an. Dun, dun, dun. 
That is so great. And it works. It like it it did not destroy the board. It, it's running circuit python. I tested, you know, the remaining 16 GPIOs all work. Um so if you need something cheap and small, uh the that's kind of a weird option is just yeah. hack hack the that's end off the Pico board. It's a great hack, a great option, and it's still a really respectable number of GPIO pins available yeah, it's after it's it. Not a not a horrible compromise. And yeah. now it was a wearable cosplay project I want to do, but I want to keep uh, it uh -huh. inexpensive for folks. And so that, yeah. that might be a solution if people That's don't cool. mind chopping up their board. Right. You know what? I was just realizing if you scrape away some uh, solder mask, you could probably use some of those pins on the ends too in, yeah, in desperation. Yeah, if you're super careful, I, I don't know how necessary it is, but yeah, yeah if you yeah. got in there with the 30 gauge and, and some. Yeah. Uh, uh, and so uh, one thing to mention probably is um, uh, evil dust when you're cutting something like oh, this. Oh, yeah, 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 because the fiberglass dust. Yeah. Fortunately, I think. All of us now have a, a supply of masks and masks. So put on, put yeah. on an N95 at least. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I did that on on the uh, the uh, the big disc sander, and then I came uh -huh. in and I just wet sanded the edge. Yeah. So it's a nice clean edge on there. Yep. That's really cool. That's so, a great hack. Uh, thank thanks for bringing that hack on. Yeah. I, I was excited to see that uh, uh, online too, um, and it was a really uh, clever. Uh, realization you had looking at that board and going, wait, this is just no man's land down here. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right, thanks, and and uh, hopefully we'll get to see uh, see you put this into into use on your cosplay project at some point. We're yeah, looking at some to point, it. yeah, we'll see. Terrific. Okay, thanks, Phil. We'll see you. Yep. All right, next up we've got Liz. I'm going to bring Liz on. So get ready. Hey, Liz. Nice. Hey, to how's see it going? You. Good to see you too. Um, I started working on a new uh, kind of robotic instrument thing. Um, so I wanted to try doing robotic uh, woodwind. Uh, so if you uh, share my other screen, um, I've got a recorder here and an air pump uh -huh. uh, and some 3D printed mouse. So when I press this button, it makes a sound. And wow. then um, I don't have, sorry if that's loud for folks. Um, no, 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 I no. I haven't I'm... set up yet for the solenoid, but I'm thinking uh -huh. solenoids with um let me grab a little piece here um with this flexible filament kind of gasket thing so push onto the holes mm -hmm. and so mm -hmm. i have one hooked up right now um so i can manually press it so it's early days yeah. right now but yeah, i think that's impressive, it might work out yeah it's making so. sound and it's controllable that's really cool yeah, so I'm hoping uh, it'll be MIDI controllable where you press a note and then like the correct solenoids will press down to sure. um, yeah. cover the, the, the holes. Yeah, that's excellent. So uh, what are you using as far as driving the pump? Uh, do, do you just use like a motor driver? Yeah, uh, I'm actually like using the um, the uh, dri uh, driver motor uh, feather wing. Um, okay, yep. So just plugs right in there. And then right now I just have a button that um, I'm pressing that will basically turn it on or off. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think, okay, and how many uh, notes will, how many solenoids you have on there? Like eight or? Um, it's going to be eight. Yeah. Eight. Mm -hmm. so. so you and can probably drive that off of like a, a uh, gosh, do we have anything with a lot of? Uh, yeah, it's um, exactly the same driver I used for the robot xylophone. I think it's MCP uh, 2308, I want to okay. say. Um, but yeah, so I'm planning on using that. Um, and then that's kind of what the mount looks like using the screws here for a solenoid yeah. to sit 
um, and then they can screw into the the bottom plate here. That's terrific. And that, <laughs> that really seems like the crux of a project like this is your design and 3D print. Like it all falls apart if you don't have a way to make things stay where you want them. And yeah, <laughs> you don't want to do yeah. this with a bunch of tape, right? So what right. was your process? I'm, Did you just take a lot of measurements? Did you model your recorder in 3D um, so you could a use A lot it? of measurements. Um, what's really driving this is the distance uh, between the holes and the width of the holes. So I kind of have this sketch going that's like a chain of like circles and lines. Mm -hmm. um, and that's how I'm lining stuff up and also getting mm -hmm. the right size for the, uh, the flex filament too. Mm -hmm. So I'm eternally grateful to Noe and his uh, layer by layer tutorials. Cause <laughs> this is some, yeah, all... you're getting into some good parametric stuff for, for your model, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah the parametrics. And, and then uh, you've also got a cool uh, uh, sort of mount here for the pump and the, and the recorder read, or I guess it's not a read. What, what's, what's that about? What are you changing the distance there as needed? Oh yeah. Um, at first I was going to use, um, gasket like a this was printed flex filament to hold them together but i found that that was actually like not allowing the air to go through um mm. so this is a uh, just mounted to the pump is hitting the center of the recorder's like um, mouthpiece and so i kind of measured to make sure they were at the right height so they were centered mm -hmm. yeah oh that's really cool can you can you play it again a little bit for us before you sure go? yeah <laughs> Excellent. And now I think I'm seeing there's not a direct connection, right? You're, you're pushing air from the pump through the air. It's not right. coupled, is it? Okay. So there's no, space. it's not. It's uh, just yeah, open air. So just kind of hitting it dead yeah. on. Yeah. That works surprisingly well. I didn't, I, I would have thought there'd be some sort of like, you know, latex tubing involved or something. Right. That's why I had originally yeah, tried I these see. out. Um, yep. But not necessary. No, it, it, it wasn't working. <laughs> Doesn't even work. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Good. Oh, awesome. Thanks for sharing that project. We're looking forward to seeing this as well as a uh, a duet with the xylophone someday. Thank you. Yeah, that that is a plan. <laughs> awesome. Thanks so much. Cool. We'll see you. Later. No problem. Have a good night. All right. Uh, let's see. Next up, we've got our very good friend Todd Bot, who I see in the green room just took a drink of water. So I'll let him. Okay, he's ready. He's giving me the, the okay. So, <laughs> hey, Todd. Sorry. Hey. So you're like. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, as you're aware, um, I'm a fan of this uh, Eurorack synthesizer uh, setup. And in, in Eurorack, you, you use a bunch of little, little separate modules that all do, do slightly different small things. And I've also designed a bunch of my own modules, um, many of which that use, in this case, a trinket. Um, but I'm a big fan of the Cutie Pie. So, one of the things I've been working on lately has been let me see if I can switch my camera here. Aha, here we go. Um, this is a little, uh, this is a cutie pie. This is actually a, a, a Cedumino Jiao, um, but it's the same thing for the most part. And it's going to an op amp. And I'm, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to turn the PWM outputs into usable voltages for your rack. And so this is a little uh, PWM um, filter and a little amplifier that amplifies to like the negative 12 plus 12 volts. And uh, this is a little scope that shows that I'm actually outputting reasonable step voltages that stay at their value. And um, it seems to be working for a certain, up to a certain rate. Like you can't do, because this is also done in CircuitPython as well. So it's a, it, it's up to like maybe 50 Hertz or 60 Hertz of rate. You can't do audio type stuff with it. 
but um but that's uh that's, cool. that's so kind of be able to do like different modulation types of things uh off of it for exactly yeah so 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 one of the, one of the things in in your rack is you're often you know you got these knobs you turn and they make they make the sound go wow 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 and you want to have a way of kind of automating these knob turns and so you have other modules that essentially create modulations that are virtual knob turns and so i'm trying to make a little virtual knob tuner that uses a cutie pie but the cutie pie only has one analog out so what do you do well my, my trick is to see if i can use the pwms to do that and um and so that's that's the that's the main thing and and i've already got the board laid out this is a little paper prototype um hopefully i'll be sending this to fab in a few days and um the other thing i want to show off was this this went uh, went around on twitter a couple a couple days ago but it's a PCB vise that you can 3D print, which if you ever have to hold stuff while you're soldering, you know it's, it's a real, real pain in the butt. And those little helping hands metal clips always dig into the board or a little pain. So this is a 3D printed thing that just screws together and um, prints as two pieces. And if you want, you can do what I did and fill some sort of ballast. I filled mine with BBs. And... Uh, and then you can start holding things like, look, I could even hold a cutie pie with headers in this little vise if I wanted to solder, solder onto it for some reason. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> and so. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. And I've never used that type of vise. I've seen uh, like commercial aluminum looking ones around in the past. Uh, and oh, yeah. Yeah. If, if, yeah. if you buy the, the real expensive um, they're great. Uh, they have a magnetic base and they hold your things down very steadily. But you know, that's expensive. That's like 200 bucks. This is what, mm -hmm. 20 cents of 3D printed plastic. <laughs> yep. Yep. So, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Very cool. Oh, I like it. Well, thanks for showing us those. And uh, we'd love to see uh, as you continue to build that module, maybe when you get your boards in and put together and, and uh, give us oh. some, some examples. That'd be great to hear. Uh, Sounds good. Looking forward to that. Thanks, Todd. Take care. See you. All right. Well, let's bring on Timon because I know he is uh, calling from. I'm guessing Germany, where it's quite late. Yes. Uh, hello. Yeah, it's about 2 a.m. Thank you. I figured. So I'm sorry I didn't notice that earlier. I would have gotten you fine. on. It's fine. I'm a night owl. That's totally oh, my okay. time. Still. Okay. You're if I'm tired, reader. that's for other reasons. <laughs> so I have two things to show today. Um, and I think I will start with this one. All right. Um, that is a... Oh, the light's a bit too um, Sorry. This is a pocket chip inspired um, handheld um, powered by a compute module 4. And this is actually something I got contracted to do by Adafruit. Um, and yeah, this is a prototype. Um, it has a screen and um, I just got the, the keyboard working today, which was a little bit of a pain because I had to fiddle with the Wise3 stuff, but um, <laughs> I'm not sure if I can do this backwards and forwards, but um, yeah, if you type in a URL oh. holding it backwards like that, it'll be really impressive. I can, I can show that it's <laughs> like the keyboard is working, but like I'm my brain does not work that way. But uh, yeah, so that uses um, the keyboard uses a TCA I think eight four one eight, which is like a I squared C um, keyboard matrix chip. That's terrific. And... I love it. Yeah, it reminds me for sure of the chip. Uh, but what a huge great looking screen on there you've got too. 
Yeah, it's, it's it's a surprisingly big thing. Like I never had a, like an actual pocket chip in my hand, and when I got these PCBs, I was really uh -huh. surprised. Like, oh, uh -huh. okay, this is this is quite large, uh, substantial. <laughs> but it's nice. Like it's very very yeah. heavy and like in your hands. Um, wow. So uh, that's also I have to say I have not seen that many compute module based projects. Uh, is this one that would be uh, kind of bring your own? Compute modules, so you have a choice of which one you want to throw in, and then people will be able to add it so. or I mean, like, integrated. It's Lee Moore's idea, so I'm not yeah. sure where she's heading with where this. Where it's headed, but, okay. Um, I'm sure like, that's the cool thing about the CM4 is like you can, it's like a pie, but you know, you can upgrade between models. So you have like yeah. this, yeah, carrier board, and then you know, you want something way cool and you need 8 gigabytes of RAM, mm -hmm. then you just mm -hmm. pop that in there. Is um, there a connector? I don't know how it interfaces with something like your PCB there. Does it have some? Uh, I can plug it quick. Large-ish so connector. You can just yeah pop that out, and then you can see here the focuses. You got these high-density connectors. They a bit fiddly to solder, but um, yeah, that's what it connects to, and they they hold very firmly. Like you don't need to screw this in there or something. Um, this is a very strong connection. And you can see I made a little mistake with the PCB <laughs> uh, one botch here, but. Um, other than that, it's working fine. Um, battery is still missing, but yeah, that I think is still to come. I think this is mostly like figuring out the form factor and That's like great. yeah, the look and feel of the device. And are those uh, like little um, cupped membrane type of switches? Like the let me let you... uh, yeah, I think I think they're intended to like have like something on top of them, but like they are very very flat. Um, okay, so those are tiny. individual buttons. Yeah, those are great. Yeah. Okay. Switches. I was picturing like the the type of um, inside of an Atari twenty six hundred controller is like that little piece of copper that just gets squashed flat. Oh yeah, it's not a, it's not a dumb switch. It's not like a, it's, it's a tactile yeah. switch, it's a real but switch. very very yeah. flat. That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Exciting. Yeah, and the, the other thing I have to show is, um, I think I've showed this before on Chantel, um, is uh, a little, yeah, board that I made. This is called the Payonora. And it just remember, I think that was actually, so the idea for this thing, this is a Arduino form factor Raspberry Pi, essentially. And um, I got the idea after, I think it was a Chantel, um, Scott said that somebody just should put the Compute Module 4 on something like an Arduino form factor, right? <laughs> That's literally what I did. Because I thought it was a cool idea and sort of like, yeah, that doesn't take much time. And yeah, four months later, I made this in the whole product. And um, you can actually now get this on, on Crowd Supply too. And um, yeah, so That's this really is cool. like, yeah, Compute Module 4, you have HDMI on here, um, USB, and what I think is to make the, the cool part about this, and I think why Scott was interested in this, is um, the USB-C, you can also have data on there. So this can act as a USB device. And oh, what okay. I started to work on is have this act um, the same way as normal CircuitPython boards act. Like you put them onto your computer, like the CircuitPython drive comes up, you have code on there, you have your terminal, and you can do the same thing with a Pi. So you can plug this instead of like putting it in the power supply. Yeah, you can plug this into your laptop. It takes a couple of seconds to boot, sure, but you know then mm -hmm. you don't have to like find out an IP address, hook it into Wi-Fi or something like that, or hook up a screen. Like it just that's really cool. Yeah. So, so you're just powering data over the one USB C, yeah, exactly. and now you can talk to the. To the it's you know, much more low power. power. That's why it works. So like mm -hmm. any USB three or higher um, will mm, work just fine. 
And uh, if yeah. people want to go find that, you said it is on uh, on Crowd Supply. Crowd Supply, yeah. and the name of the product is or uh, the Pionora the should... Um, should be somewhere Pion on the front page, hopefully. Yeah, and it looks like someone has posted a link on our. Uh, has someone posted a link? Yes, someone posted a link. Todd posted one up on the uh, Discord, so if Thanks people so. are looking for that, head on over there. Uh, and if anyone wants to find that and put it into the YouTube, that would be cool too. Uh, awesome stuff! You uh, you never cease to amaze. These are really beautiful, and uh, you're you're in Thank the you. zone with the compute module now. Do you have any uh, anything new in the works that uh, you can talk <laughs> about, or, or are you? Uh... I'm not sure. Um, I, I do have a couple ideas. Um... But I think there's so, like the community has really embraced like this this form factor. Like the previous compute modules were quite the I didn't see much any at all actually. No. But now it's like tons of little boards popping up and exciting. Um, yeah. Yeah, like I mean, I can, yeah, I, I can't talk about this just yet because I have to secure some some things yet before I can talk about that before I overpromise. But. Good, for cool your stuff. next visit. Come Good. On. Let us know. <laughs> We're excited <laughs> to see it. Thank you so much, Simone. Uh, we appreciate it. And uh, we will see you uh, again sometime soon. For sure. Bye. All right. Let's see. Next up, we have Daniel waiting in the wings here. I'm going to bring you on. Hey, Daniel. Hello. Hello again. Um, nice to see so you. So I, um, I upgraded. Well, I didn't upgrade, but I started a more complex project from the last one which was the one button foot pedal thing mm -hmm. and i've made one that uses seven now um hey. this this uses the uh feather um rf52 840 mm -hmm. and because it's bluetooth um let me just share this screen um screen one i think um uh, so i essentially built off of uh, one of your guides, John, on oh, the cool. uh, Bluetooth uh, keyboard using pretty much the same board. Sure. And what I ended up doing was I hooked it up to uh, my sister's iPad, and she uses Procreate. And so now it's acting as a macro board for oh, a lot of the drawing presets. Yeah. So she and can you're like, getting a lot undo. of density of switches in that one little area, so you get a ton of a ton of uh, macros. Yeah, and it's complex enough of a project where I can work on, you know, trying to make my own circuit board on like making it like a remote size thing or mm -hmm. making it like um, I have a pack of green keyboard switches, um, like Gateron greens. So like mm -hmm. it'll also it can also transform into like my first yep. custom keyboard project. That's so. right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, NRF 52840 is a cool chip for these kinds of projects uh, because you can do the the HID, the Bluetooth HID. Um, it's perfect for pairing up with things like iPads, uh, computers, and so on. Nicely done, really cool. Uh, so do you have, uh, you said you might do a circuit board. Have you started playing around with that, designing uh, uh, PCBs? I haven't yet. Um, I'm trying to get my head around um, using Fritzing to like just mm -hmm. sketch things up. And Great. so that's where I am now. It's just figuring out how to import Adafruit parts. Excellent. Good. So. Yeah, it's a whole journey. But once once you get your head around it and familiar with it, it's a lot of fun to, to build things in there. So uh, we look forward to seeing your uh, your iterations on this. Thanks, Daniel. Yeah, thanks for thanks for having me. Take care. All right, uh, and let's see. I think last up we have Mark. Hey, Mark. Hello. Nice to see you. Thanks a lot. Uh, I will just bring up my camera. Um, so same project I've been showing for a while, but 
it's now all glued together and hooked into Adafruit IO. Uh, this is why I really like seeing Brent's project earlier, because this would have, I mean, it's quick to use Adafruit IO, but this would have made it even quicker. Uh, so now just a single click and the lights can go on. Um, I added in the color picker really quickly. And yeah, this took just over an hour to hook up to Adafruit IO. And that included a lot of time just trying to figure out how to get it working on the Feather S2. Uh -huh. uh, and I make sure I had updated all the libraries, which I hadn't, which led to most of my problems. That's looking great. Yeah. It's so responsive too. Yeah, I'm actually blown away how quickly I click and like a second later. Uh, it travels around not even the that. Earth over satellites and then comes back down <laughs> to your. <laughs> yeah. So it's great. I, I still want to hook up a light sensor, I think, so it turns on automatically at night. But at this point, uh -huh. it's uh, almost ready just to refine the code a little bit, put it in a weatherproof box, and screw it down to the house. That's great. Yeah, so this is going to be your address sign, uh, or your, your home home address. Yeah, sign, this right? will sit on the front of my house. Uh, mm -hmm. I can't wait for the first time I'm getting an Uber or a cab ride home, and I can just be like, oh, pull up to the house with the bright with the purple flashing numbers or, <laughs> or That's excellent. whatever color I feel like setting it that day. <laughs> Really cool, nicely done. Uh, and we're, uh, the models—is uh, that something you built three uh, D models to print uh, expressly for this? Those are—I'm assuming those are three D models. Yeah, they're three D printed. I just quickly did them in Fusion. It's easy enough to uh, just do the textings, extrude them. I used uh, clear filament for the top. Mm -hmm. I actually picked up on one of the tricks um, that was shown, uh, I think, by Noe and was on um, the two layer colors. So the the back is black. And then mm -hmm. after a few layers, it switches to white where I want it, some of the light to reflect from the sides. And then the top is clear. Mm -hmm. uh, the That's top was glued on later, so I could hot glue in a whole bunch of NeoPixels. Mm -hmm. Great so, stuff. Yeah, so yeah. Both things work better than I imagined it would. So can't wait to actually see it on my house. Fantastic. Well, thanks for sharing it, and uh, maybe send us some photos or uh, <laughs> or a little video once it's out in the uh, in the field. Yeah, once it's up, I'll be sure to show that off. Good. All right. Thank Th you, Mark. Take thanks care. Thanks a lot. Uh, all right. I think that's everyone. So thank you all so much for stopping by for this jam-packed show and tell. Um, I'm sorry, I was not looking at the time, so we are we are running over, and uh, that means Ask an Engineer is happening. Well, it started nine minutes ago. Sorry about that, Phil Lamore. All right. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye.